Amen. Let us pray. Well, Lord, I guess you know what we're trying to do today. We're trying to follow you. We're trying to follow the example of your son, Jesus. We're trying to follow the example of those who gone before us who have shown us the way. It's a new year, a new time, a new day of beginnings. And Lord, it's already hard. It's difficult. It's challenging. The obstacles are large, tall, wide, deep. The challenge Lord, we know we can handle it, but uh, we can't make this alone. So Lord, once again in this hour of worship, as we appeal to you, as we praise you, as we seek you, Lord, come and speak to our hearts. Give us ears to hear the invitation. Give us the spirits that yearn to respond. In your name we pray. Amen. So today we begin our second quest in our journey with Jesus. Do you remember what we experienced last week? That is a question to you, even with masks on. What was it about Jesus we learned last week? His baptism. It was Jesus' baptism that identifying moment in preparing him for ministry, his ministry. And when we begin to understand our baptism, it becomes our identifying moment in us seeking to live out our call to follow Jesus. So the bags are packed. We're ready to go, right? You've probably been there. It's time to go on your trip and your vacation. You jump in the car. Wait a minute. Got to go to the bathroom. Wait a minute. I forgot something. Wait a minute. Did we unplug the coffee pot? Did we empty the trash? Did we shut the garage? You turn around and you go back, right? You've been there before. You've backed down the driveway more than once. You've waited. But then it finally happens. You take off. The journey has begun. You change focuses from preparing to go to where are you going and who are you traveling with. Part of the fun is the joy of sharing that experience together. You know, today we'll look at some of those whom Jesus summoned to travel with him. Philip and Nathaniel and just previously it's been Andrew and Simon Peter. And there's an invitation. There's an invitation that's offered to come and see. Come see where we're going. Come see what we'll experience together. So I invite you to join me. Let us see together. Let us hear together through this first chapter of John, this invitation that is offered. John 1, verses 43 through 51. I hope you'll join me in Bibles perhaps you've brought or in your devices that access the Bible this morning. Verse 43. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. 
He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today's scripture is about Jesus calling his disciples and guiding them along the journey. And the few verses before today's scripture, we see where that takes place with Andrew inviting Simon Peter to come and meet Jesus. And then in today's scripture, we see that Philip invites Nathaniel, to come and see. Philip was from the same city that Andrew and Peter were from. But there seems to be a lot of debate about where Nathaniel was or who actually Nathaniel was. Some say he was a disciple, but not one of the original twelve. Others say that maybe he was. Maybe Nathaniel was Bartholomew. For now, Nathaniel is mentioned here in John, but not mentioned in the other three Gospels. But Bartholomew is mentioned in the other three Gospels, but not mentioned here in John. In any case, we see once again Jesus' call to discipleship and John's invitation to the reader to share in this call together. Between my time of doing youth ministry and attending seminary, and before I was married, I had the opportunity to travel Europe. Backpack Europe. Eurail Pass in one hand and a backpack in the other. And I spent good part of a summer in a glorious expedition of traveling Europe and the places and the people and the experiences that I got to go through. But the thing that I missed the most about that experience is I had no one to share the journey with. I reflect upon it myself, I look at pictures myself, I look at my itinerary myself, but I have no one in whom I call, share the joy of that journey together. Unfortunately, as a community, Emmanuel's experienced the passing of a lot of church members. In preparing for funerals, you hear stories, and oftentimes the stories are travel or adventures that people have been on together. But the biggest joy I hear from that is the friends in which they shared it, the camaraderie and the groups in which they experienced these things together. There are often meaningful experiences and sometimes there's crises. Now these crises aren't really funny at the time they happen, but in reflecting back upon them, they become the very moments in which drew these people together. These shared moments bonded them together 
even more. What do we do in times of crisis? We turn to others. We lean upon others. Oftentimes we lean upon Jesus. We pray when we're in trouble or need something. But what happens when we depend upon Jesus all the time? What happens when we share the good and bad all along the way? We grow closer to Jesus. Nathaniel in today's passage doubts that Philip has found the Holy One talked about by Moses and the prophets. And what does Philip say to Nathaniel? Man, come and see. Dude, come and check it out for yourself. Our family loves to travel. And one place we like to travel are the national parks, the Yosemite and the Yellowstone and the Grand Canyon. And you can't go to a place like that, that everybody's together. You end up spreading apart and you often hear, hey, man, come look at this. you got to see this. Man, this is amazing. Come look at it together. I'm sure you've been there too. You've experienced those moments in which you can't wait to share what you are seeing, what you're experiencing with somebody else. Perhaps it's a travel or trip, or maybe it's right here in Memphis. It's a beautiful sunset. Or the other day, there was a huge moon on the horizon that you had to come and see and look at. Maybe it's a picture you rediscover. Maybe it's a letter in the mail that you receive. Maybe it's something on TV that you freeze or stop or record because you want somebody else to see it. But what happens? We can't invite them over to come see it often unless it's family. So we call them on the phone. And we begin to describe it. We begin to share that experience that we had. And what do we hear on the other end? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, you can tell they don't believe you. They're not experiencing it like you experienced. And so finally you just blurt up, man, you've got to see it for yourself. You've got to come see it for yourself. You know, we've heard those words, come and see. We hear them in the scripture even before today's passage. And just a few verses earlier, the disciples are asking Jesus, man, dude, where are you staying? And he said, hey, come and see. In today's scripture, Philip tells Nathaniel to come meet Jesus for yourself. This is huge. It's not about where they are going. It's about the relationships that are being formed in the process. Discipleship is not about leading people home. Discipleship is not salvation. Our role in discipleship is to connect people to Jesus. On one of the religious radio stations I was listening to a while back, a a woman was commenting on this passage from John, not this passage, but on the imagery of shepherd in the John book of John. As she began to share the story, she talked about leading people home is the shepherd's business, but our business is to lead people to the shepherd. Evangelism scares us, right? If we're honest, generally, most of us, the evangelism in the words of thinking of sharing Jesus with somebody else, that scares us. I think sometimes we judge the success of discipleship on the response of the ones with whom we're sharing. Our role as a Christian is one thing if we choose to follow Him. But if we are leading others to Him, that role changes. That's when we become disciples. 
in this virtual world in which we're living and we'll probably keep living for a while, we have to look at and consider discipleship differently. We see a different example of discipleship in today's scripture. Philip gives us one of the first examples of discipleship not directly from Jesus. What does Philip do to Nathaniel? What does Philip say to Nathaniel? What does Philip offer to Nathaniel? He said, hey, Nathaniel, come meet Jesus. Come see Jesus for yourself. Philip invites Nathaniel to meet Jesus. And what happens? Nathaniel's life is transformed. He goes from skeptic to acceptance. Look at verse 49, if you've got your scripture easily before you. Verse 49 of today's scripture, Nathanael says, You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And what does Jesus say to Nathanael in response? You will see greater things than this. You will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now that's an experience I want to see. That's an experience I want someone to say, hey, dude, come see this. But does it bring back any memory? Does this bring back any story for you that perhaps we've heard before of angels descending and ascending? But Jacob's ladder and the experience that Jacob had in Genesis in hearing that story. There's so much that we can learn from today's experience in our journey with Jesus. But there's just two core truths that I want us to have, that I want us to hold, that I hope that we will remember. It's only after Nathaniel states who Jesus is that he's able to follow him. It's when Nathaniel's able to state who Jesus is that he's really able to follow him. God knew Nathaniel's heart. Perhaps under the fig tree, Nathaniel was praying. Maybe he was praying for the one who is to come, God's chosen one. Jesus, Jesus knew his thoughts, and he satisfied them. And out of that, great things would happen. The second truth, and it might be familiar. Our identity as a disciple is grounded in the identity of Jesus. Our identity as a disciple is grounded in the identity of Jesus. When we live out our identity, God will do great things. That's why last week we spent so much time on baptism and Jesus' identifying moment and connecting that moment to our identifying moment. Our identity as a disciple is grounded in the identity of Jesus. What does it mean to be called by Jesus? To follow Him. And we only really begin to follow Him when we know Him. And what does it mean to, the, what does it mean to be a disciple? It's to invite others to follow Him. And how do we do that? We introduce them. We introduce them to Jesus. That takes spending intentional time with others. Charles Francis Adams was a 19th century political figure. He was a diplomat and he kept a diary. 
One day he entered in his diary, went fishing with my son today, a day wasted. Well, his son's name was Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams also kept a diary. And on that same day, Brooke Adams made this entry, went fishing with my father, and it was the most wonderful day in my life. The father thought he was wasting his time while fishing with his son, but his son... He saw it in his investment of time and one of the most wonderful days in his life. We never know what another might get out of the journeys we share together. Those, those moments, those journeys take time and effort to plan. Discipleship takes time and effort. Sometimes it's doing things we want to do. Sometimes it's doing things we don't want to do. Sometimes it's just the moments happening spontaneously. Many times we'll never know the impact it makes. The important thing is that we are in relationship together. We spend time with others. We might think it's wasted time. They, on the other hand, for some it might just be their entrance to the Son of God, the King of Israel, the joy of Jesus, a meaningful moment that will be shared at the end of their life. So here comes the invitation. Who is someone you can share Jesus with today? Who is someone you can share Jesus with today? Jesus said to the disciples, come and see. Philip said to Nathaniel, come and see. Who in your life needs to hear the words, come and see Jesus? For yourself. Who knows? They might decide to follow him too. Who knows? They might invite someone else to follow him. These are the experiences in which we encounter in our journey with Jesus. Lives being transformed. That's the vision of our church. To be a growing and vital community where Christ is transforming lives. Who's transforming lives? Christ is. We as the church are not transforming lives. We are seeking to encounter people, to connect people, to introduce people to the one who is doing the transforming. Let us not wait till the pandemic is over. Let us not wait till we can travel again. Let us not wait till we can get out and roam around and meet others in person. Many hearts are unsatisfied now. Many people are waiting to meet Jesus right now. Many people are wondering and don't know where to go. And let us not depend on Jesus just when something is broken. Let us depend on him each and every day. Let us get to know him, follow him, become a disciple. So come on. Come on, let's go. Let's go and follow Jesus on the journey ahead. And while you're going, invite somebody to join you. Invite someone else to come and see, even if it's virtual. And here's something you can count on. Jesus will meet you. Jesus will meet them 
right where both of you are. The name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for meeting us right where we are. Despite our sin, despite our journeys down the wrong fork of the road, despite our lostness, our blindness, our heaviness, Lord, we hear the invitation, and and maybe that's an invitation we ourselves need to to hear once again and to accept and to come and see who you are and what you're doing. And Lord, you burden us. Burden us with those to whom, with whom we might share Jesus. That when that door opens, we might walk through but Lord thank goodness we don't walk through alone in your name we pray